A Fork on the Road is brought to you by GoDaddy. Well, they have everything you need to put your business online, find new customers, and kick butt online. They started by registering... says kick ass online. I don't want to say ass. But that's what GoDaddy wants you to say. No, I don't want to say GoDaddy's all that. about ass. Have you not seen Danica Patrick? She's fabulous. She is. Right, you can get you started by registering a domain name and creating your website with GoDaddy's easy-to-use website builder. Already have a site? Keep it running fast with GoDaddy web hosting. It's go time. Visit, Visit GoDaddy.com. Enter promo code FORK32 and save 32% on your new purchases. Some limitations apply. Always, with See everything. See the website for details and then get ass kicking online. Get butt kicking with GoDaddy. Whatever. Fork on the Road, I am Mark DiCarlo, travel guru, and to my right, the lovely and talented and looking buff, Jenny <laughs> Alvarez, the traveling diva. I am so excited today. We have a very special show for you. You know, it's springtime, and when it's springtime, young men's thoughts turn to wrestling. And we have, <laughs> we have two professional wrestlers with us this week. We have Rock Riddle. The living legend direct from his palatial estate high in the hills of Hollywood, California, live and in person, Mr. Wonderful. The first, the only, the original, the diamond ring and Cadillac man, the man who possesses the body. Look at this. Oh, if this were only television. The body that men fear and women love. The heavenly body. The continental lover. The true American dream. Take that, Dusty Rhodes. And of course, the Rolls Royce of wrestling. I thought it was a Cadillac. Rock Riddle. Even I am impressed with that introduction. I thought it was a Cadillac. That was jump to Rolls Royce. We used to be Cadillacs when Cadillacs were the Rolls Royces of the car manufacturers, uh, vehicles. And now, of course, as we continue evolving, or let's take a look at the country as the country continues devolving, now the Rolls Royce is the only thing that to which I can equate. I am the Rolls Royce of wrestling. I didn't name myself that. It's just the same as I didn't create the name Mr. Wonderful. It's the women all over the world who gave me Mr. That Wonderful. Right. You assume See? that title. It's not. You don't give it to yourself. No, of no. course not. No, not like, no that would be pretentious. Yeah, it would be pretentious and obnoxious. And professional wrestlers are not that. And we also have with us today another wrestler, famous the world over. It's the stepdaddy, Mark DiCarlo. You vandal of people's ears, you enemy of entertainment, would you please ask me why they call me the stepfather? John, why do, I mean, stepdaddy, why do they call you the stepfather? Because I'm your daddy now. <laughs> That's the intro. That's right. We have been getting so many uh, cards I am no rock riddle. Let's just get that right but out But people there. are interested about wrestling, so we thought since wrestlers travel for a living, going from ring to ring to ring, this is true. it would be a wonderful opportunity to have two professional wrestlers, promoters, and people in the business join us for today's show. So today's show is all about American wrestling, where it is today, where it came from, and where it's going. Now, uh, Rock, well, when did you start your career in wrestling? I started back in the 1970s when I was just a baby. Of course, I was born July 12, 1973. I'm going to be 41 years old. And people say, Rock, how could you possibly have started wrestling at such a, a young age? Mm. And it's just because I just happened to have that ability. Talk about a time traveler. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think wrestling, uh, and, and we're going to call wrestling a sport, 
Yes. Wrestling is a sport. Okay. Absolutely. Because you have to be in fantastic shape for it, right? Yes. It requires so much out of your body. If you didn't call it a sport, you, you would be... You'd kick my ass. You, Yeah. <laughs> frankly. And I love you. And yet I would still yeah. I lovingly kick your ass. Well, I think it, in, in some ways, it is the ultimate expression of our country. The, the, the over-the-top braggadocio and bravado, the loud, amped-up antics, the, the bone-crushing, the, 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 the drama, and the serial nature of it is kind of very American in a certain way. As a matter of fact, and Rock... Does that make sense? Yes, very much. Rock, you can, uh, you can correct me if I get anything wrong here. Professional wrestling... As a spectacle, people paying to see it. Yeah, there were stories of it happening in Europe in the 1800s. However, it really was born here in the United States. With the advent of TV. It, uh, ah. First, it was in carnivals. Rock? It was in carnivals first. And do you know why people bought televisions in the United States of America? To see was, Milton Berle's penis. No. <laughs> really? Okay. Come on. I think maybe the three of you could finish this show. He was like a coiled cobra. Just, just waiting, hand me my money. I'm on my way out. With that. He had that in his mind. Rock, please go back to what you were saying. Why, thank you very much. <laughs> could we muzzle him for a moment? The host? I'm not sure I'm at that's least right. partially right on that. Well, let me tell you what I do. A few months ago, this is typical. I had another phone call from another host of another radio show mm -hmm. slash podcast. He's not saying It's better. a live... No, not, of course not, because he <laughs> was not my hero. I had not heard of him. You are one of my heroes. And of course, my ultimate hero is me. Right. I'm, so you're in good company. I'm like a Fiat 500. You are you're oh, the Rolls gosh. Royce. I'm a Fiat 500. <laughs> the four-seater, not the two-seater. Ah, uh, funny. All right. But the thing about professional Professional wrestling is it started in the carnival. The carnival traveled from town to town. When people see a wrestling show now, they'll go, you know, they'll go to an independent wrestling show that I'm doing at an armory or a boys and girls club, uh -huh. much smaller venues than Rock has ever worked in. And, and they'll say, well, real wrestling is like this and real wrestling is like that. No, 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 no. This is real wrestling. Wrestling started in a tent. The audiences were 50, 60 people. They sat on makeshift uh, uh, little risers. They watched these guys who came into town, and those guys would wrestle. A local kid would be called up for maybe the second or third match, and he would take on, you know, the Dutchman. And the Dutchman, whose last name was usually like Malloy or O'Brien, <laughs> would then twist the local kid into knots, throw him out of the ring, and the crowd would hate him. There would be maybe four or five matches. What you see now, the televised, the big show, Vince McMahon's show, uh -huh. that is a huge out, outgrowth of what professional wrestling started as. It started as a small spectacle with, a, with an intimate audience. And you were there. The like, like the vaudeville of ass-kicking. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to use that from now on. That's yours. The blood, the sweat, the teeth, everything flew out of the ring and hit you. Right. You were part of it. And that is professional. And this is in a day when there was no television, right? This is, Correct. you had radio. So that kind of visceral entertainment really uh, made a print on people? No, Rock? Yes? Yes, it made an imprint on people. And the reason that people bought televisions was to see gorgeous George wrestle. Yes. That is absolutely true. The On the Paps Blue, who, who, what was the big show? I don't know. I wasn't born then. <laughs> I studied some history, I know. I knew his son. 
I wrestled with his son. Not quite George. as handsome, oh, George? Right. Yeah, George George Wagner Jr. Anyway, this, what I was going to tell you a moment ago mm-hmm. is how a few months ago I'm going to do another show. Right. I send an email to the host because it's the first time I'm going to do his live two-hour show. And, of course, I'm the only guest. So today you decided to bring someone else in. <laughs> I did not know that ahead of time, but that's okay because we need to demonstrate some wrestling moves. I have someone here who can Ooh, uh, be oh the, the victim. So I said to this host in an email, I said, normally when you have Rock Riddle doing a live two-hour show, this is what the host does. The host says, ladies and gentlemen, I would like Mr. Riddle to introduce himself. Then the host does not say another word. We have a brilliant two-hour show. Oh. He, he thought, he thought I was sincere. He sent an email back. He says, well, I, I can certainly understand that, and, and I know how good you are, but as the host of the show, don't you think I should ask <laughs> a, at least a couple of questions? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> And I know you have another question for me. However, the question I would have for myself would be so much better than what you're going to ask. And the people on the phone who are waiting, who've been waiting for the last two hours, they have nothing to say anyway. So I'm going to ask myself, Rock Riddle, in the professional wrestling business, what is your number one regret? Or do you have any regrets? Have you ever had a regret in those decades of amazing wrestling? And my answer, quite honestly is yes, I have one regret. No. I do. What is your one regret? My one regret is that I was not able to sit front row ringside and watch myself in the ring. <laughs> because I was my ultimate hero. I loved that man. I loved that wrestler. I loved that fantastic, tanned, amazing body, that brilliant mind, and that fantastic ability. I created my own hero. I became the person I wanted to sit at ringside and watch. And I still wake up in the morning and look in the mirror. And I like that person I see. <laughs> and even though we're kidding around a little bit here and we're going a little bit overboard, isn't that an ultimate goal for people to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and like the person who's looking back at them? Sure, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And so few people do. You're right. Well, let's talk about, you were wrestling in the 70s and the 80s, right? Uh, yes, I haven't wrestled now for how long? I think it's been about uh, five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to hear kind of what it started like in that era. And then John kind of, John's a little younger than you, so he kind of has, and has a different, you wrestled on the East Coast primarily, correct? I wrestled all over the United States okay. and up yeah. into Canada. Sold out major arenas all over. Wow. Having 17,000 people at uh, Chicago's International Amphitheater week or month after month, uh, selling out the Cow Palace all of the time, selling out the, what was that, with the Omni in Atlanta, all over the place. Would you so, travel, all you guys, all you wrestler guys, would you travel together? No. All travel separately? A lot traveled separately. I had a little green Carmen Ghia, Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. I like to be by myself. I like to travel alone. So I usually did that. That gave me total freedom. Mm-hmm. And this show is about food, right? Would you food like and to travel. food and travel? Yes, oh, we this is hear fantastic. And food stories and chicks. You, I want to hear about chicks. <laughs> oh, you want to do that first? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, there no, won't be let's time do tra- for anything let's do else. And food. This is right. Why, why, why don't you just take charge and you tell me you can be like the host of the show and you can sort of guide? <laughs> Ask me well, I don't question. know if I could do that. Right? Oh, I <laughs> think you can. I, I would love to hear your travel and food stories. All right. This Carmen Gia, Volkswagen Carmen Gia, if you open the front, that's the trunk. I had a great large orange suitcase that just barely fit in there. In there, I had a camp stove. I had a little oven. Uh, I had 
plates and knives and forks and that kind of thing. I also had an ice chest that I would carry with me. I would go to a town. I would stop by oh, a supermarket, that kind of thing. I'd get whatever I wanted to get. I would get steaks. I would get spaghetti, whatever. And then I would check into a hotel, and I would cook. And it was great. In the hotel room? Of course. Especially when they had the signs up that says no cooking in the rooms. Oh. And I would cook garlic bread. Oh. And they would say, Mr. Riddle, are you cooking in there? I said, no, what is that? That smells great. <laughs> if you, you find it, tell me. I'm hungry. Wait a minute. Garlic you... bread? Don't you have to have, I mean, a certain diet for to keep that Back physique? then, carbs were not bad for you. <laughs> this is only recently that they discovered carbs were bad. They did not know That's that an excellent that. question, by the way. Thank you. I wrestled between seven and ten times per week. Mm-hmm. Week after week after week. Eat whatever you want. Right. You absolutely can eat whatever you want because you're going to burn it and you need to to take in a lot of, in that case, carbs. Now, of course, now that I'm not wrestling all of the time, just mm-hmm. oh, maybe once or twice a month now. Yes, what's your upcoming schedule, Rock? I don't know. It depends on when this is going to air, but just check it. <laughs> check HollywoodSuccess.com. That's right. For success in Hollywood, it's HollywoodSuccess.com, and maybe you'll see some links and you'll be able to find me. It's Rock Riddle. How many Rock Riddles are there? There's uh, uh, only one. It's He's so a riddle. <laughs> it's so funny because uh, now, Rock, your story too. Because I, I, you know, I've done my research. I've, I've, I study my vets. That's a very important thing in professional wrestling. You study your in any career. You want to know who yeah. came before you, and and you, you know, you want to show the proper respect. You want to know uh, enough of their background. Uh, you know, you were a pretty thin kid. You were a pretty light kid, and you worked yourself big. You worked yourself into a big man. Right. My problem was never getting too fat, getting right. too big. Right. I weighed 100. When I wrestled in high school, I wrestled on the 135-pound, 136-pound weight class. I weighed about 130 pounds. I worked my way up to 145 pounds. And people, I grew up in North Carolina. So, of course, with a small-town thinking in a small town, they would, when they knew that I decided at the age of 16 I was going to become a professional wrestler, they said, boy, your bone structure's too small. You'd have to gain 100 pounds. Why don't you just settle down, get yourself a job like your daddy? He's been working there in the drugstore since he's 14. He's going to have that house paid for it another eight years. You know, I don't know why anybody ever want to leave this county. You got everything you want right here. That's true. If I wanted to grow tobacco or make hosiery at Burlington Mills. I could not wait to get away from that small town thinking, even now. I bet you Does it your... sound as though I'm making fun of them? No. No. <laughs> no, but I bet, I bet you get, back in the day you had your hands full of hosiery. Uh-huh. <laughs> Five years after, okay, we're going back to the age of 16. Five years later. So you're 21 or you're 16? 16 okay. plus five is how much? 21. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. <laughs> Can you do it without counting on your hands? Using no. your fingers? Okay. <laughs> Five years later, I was back in my old hometown, or near my hometown, this time at a National Guard armory, and we mm. sold it out. Yeah. The main event, Rock Riddle versus George Becker. George Becker was former world champion. He was a deity in the South. The mm. joke was, you don't know who George Becker is? What's the matter with you, boy? You don't go to church on Sunday? <laughs> I beat him. I caused a riot. I was 236 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal and made, of course, the wow. front page of the paper. You put they, on 100 pounds? 
100 pounds, 236 pounds, 18 and a half inch arm, natural. Woo-hoo. Oh, never, you never did the li- better living through chemistry. No, I have nothing <laughs> against doing that. But I don't either. I did not. You don't and either. Why? Uh, look, isn't we it are, cheating? We're athletes. We're in a business where size not only raises your profile, but it raises your income. And same I'm thing in baseball. Those, it's cheating. I'm one of the yes, but they have a league. We don't have a league. We're all independent contractors. Everybody in pro wrestling has, makes his own choices. And I'm one of those people. Do what you choose to do, as long as it doesn't directly hurt other people. Do what you choose to do. Okay. All right, but doesn't if someone's cheating, doesn't that hurt you if he beats you and he really shouldn't? There are some guys who are dangerous with how strong they are. This is true. You got your Brock Lesners, you got your, you know, your big monsters. Chris Masters at one point was a gigantic man. These are all WWE guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys, if you manipulate around them enough, you can keep them from hurting you. It's very important uh, to always... Frightening. You're responsible for your own survival in pro wrestling. Well, let's talk about the business end of the wrestling a little bit, John. I know that you... What's what's the association that you wrestle in here in California? I am currently working for Alpha Omega Wrestling in okay. Indio, California. Lovely mm-hmm. little little company. And you pro go... wrestling is, and, is what we uh, what And we you do literally... You're, you're back to the kind of the, the roots of the sport, right? You're going from town to town, and you go into a place, you set it up, you... You bring in your guys, and then you just have a big old fight. How does it work? Uh, how does Can you it make work? a living at it? Is it how real is it? You know, it's very different from when Rock was working. Uh, you not not only could Rock make a living, and the guys that Rock was wrestling were making a living, but when he won and he got that big fat payday, the guy who lost and got the smaller payday was still able to get by on it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nowadays, it is a weekend warrior kind of a thing. It's kind of like with everything. Things the, the the prices go up and the So you do get more money when you win. Yes, yes, you you usually and if you're a champion, you always get paid more. If you're in the main event or the semi like Rock always was, you get paid well, more. Well, then so but, and still is. But people say, is. people say that it was fake. I'm sorry. So sir. why would someone take why would someone lose on purpose if it was going to cost them money? Well, you're making an assumption that those people who said it was fake Knew what they were talking no, about. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm raising. I'm saying clearly. You've let's, heard that before. Let's let's take. Well, a, why let's, would that? Why let's would someone? Address that, right? Yeah, let's address it. Let's take a look at me, for example. Start at the top of my head. I have stitches in my head from wrestling. My eyebrow. You can see one of the eyebrow splits. Now I'm going to look directly at you. When my face is pointing toward you, my nose is pointing a little away from you. It's been <laughs> broken seven times. If you see these front two teeth, those were knocked out with a chair in the professional wrestling business. Yeah. We can work our way down. I can turn my I can turn my head about this far. Yes, you heard that. You you people listening in, you heard <laughs> the neck. Oh, did you hear it turn? That's about half as far as it can. That's about as all, all of the far as it can go, about half of where it should be going. I had broken ribs. I wrestled with broken ribs. Oh, I never no missed pain like that. a match. Oof. Yeah. Never, and we can work our way down to broken thumbs, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, oh, I'm not Look at the scars at all. on the face. No, you're a, you're a beautiful man. You're I a handsome man. I am a beautiful man. man, especially with over 100 scars on my face. You, can't, you, you really can't, can't see a one. If you look really close, and if I pull the skin back like that, you can see. I took in, vitamin E internally. I took vitamin E externally, put it on there. I put, closed the, all of the cuts with butterfly closures. We learned with real be, butterflies? Yes. 
<laughs> you Absolutely. Know, the modern way of doing it, too, is with super glue. Yes. We do not recommend that, but guys do it all the time. They get Instead of going gashes. to the hospital, they super glue their heads together? You know, I went to the hospital. You know how long it took to pay that off? Forever. If I had used super glue, two days. Two ninety nine, And you get two vials. <laughs> you get your ass kicked twice exactly. for three bucks. Oh, I did the emergency room once, and then I paid for it, and then uh, from now on, I've got wrestlers Well, But my me. question is, if you're going to get paid more, as I think you should, to win as opposed to lose, why would anyone lose? And if, if people aren't choosing to lose, then it is real. All right. right. Talk, you're talking about two different things. You're talking about the professional wrestling the way it used to be. We're doing a film on this. Uh, my company, I'm a publicist, Hollywood publicist. Did I mention HollywoodSuccess.com? No, you Only, didn't. I didn't <laughs> mention HollywoodSuccess.com. Not the last 10 I didn't minutes. say for, for success in Hollywood. It's HollywoodSuccess.com. But what, I'm my sorry. Company, my microphone went off. What did you say? HollywoodSuccess.com. Thanks. I got that one. <laughs> Perfectly. Perfect. Now, what was the question? I, I asked you what your one. website was. Oh, I see. It's, <laughs> well, it's Holly. It's, well, it's here's, here's Mark asking, I think, a very interesting question. I, yes, I, clearly is, that's what Why that's would anyone here choose oh, to lose? Oh, it's fake. It's bullshit. Why would I go see that? I, the, clearly, there's there's an element of athleticism, of yes. of. I know why injury. I would go see that. I would I would actually like to see that and, and roller derby I like that too. I do oh, want to go see fun. that. Yeah, I mean this show has been very testosterone-y. I'm I'm just sitting back and I'm hearing Which is all delicious, this. Delicious, by the way. I'm just looking around going, "There's this <laughs> baked I, testosterone." Oh, with the peppers on top, I love and, it. Oh. And for the girls out there that are listening, personally, I like to go see it because there's very pretty boys out there. They're so good looking. Big part of the business. Oh, we do not hate. So good looking. We do not hate on the pretty. Well, let me tell you this from, for the from the Von Erich brothers way back when. Oh, hello! I got big hearts around my head now. I got hearts around my head like in a cartoon. 1980s, baby, 1980s. Oh, man, the Von, Von Erich brothers, uh, Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Oh, have yeah. to mention him. All guys right that Rock has to, worked with, by the way. Oh, nice. Right down to uh, nowadays, one of my freebies, John Cena. Wah-wah. Oh, I hate Cena. No, but no. I understand. He's so good looking. I totally get it. So good looking. Well, and there guys. is, uh, I do a, a television show in Chicago called Windy City Live. And one of the bits I did is I went out with the girls' roller derby thing. Yes. Because I, I play hockey and I skate. I figure, right. all right, how hard is it going to be to skate with a bunch of girls around a track? <laughs> I got this. Right. They kicked my ass. And when you fall, yeah. it hurts. Oh, yeah. And when you get trampled, it hurts. And when yeah. you try and get back up and they elbow you in the back of the head, mm-hmm. it hurts. Now, there, there was a certain theatricality to what they were doing, but it was, it was real enough for me. So I'm assuming there's a similar uh, analog with the wrestling. So what I'm saying is, how, when, when you, did they, back in your day, Rock, did they tell you who was going to win or lose every, every match, or did you guys settle it in the ring? <laughs> That's very funny. Because if you're going to tell me I'm going to get three times more, I don't care what you tell me to do. I'm going to go out and win. Yes. Right? And suppose you have a massive ego. My ego mm. is big. No. Tell me, you t- <laughs> What's no. your website again? Hollywoodsuccess.com. <laughs> anyway, you tell me. You, you're the promoter, and you say, Rock, you're going to wrestle this guy, John, and, and we need him to win. I would look at you and say, I hope he's a lot better than I think he is. This is... This is a hundred percent. Try true. it. Yeah. I mean, no, this seriously. To this try it. Try if it. you can beat me, that's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. The, all I can tell you. The title of our film is "When Wrestling Was Real," late nineteen seventies. So early today 1980s. it's not real. Today it's beca- it, it has 
gone from from professional wrestling to a soap opera to a, maybe a little bit of a carnival sideshow, that sounds like I'm being very judgmental and I'm saying I don't like what is out there now and that maybe I might be upset that Vince McMahon Jr. took a beautiful, fantastic, wonderful sport and way of life and killed it for so many of us. However, Vince McMahon Jr., I like him. Uh, I think he is a genius and he's doing multiple billions of dollars in merchandising alone. And who else has done anything close to what he's doing? So I am very happy to shake his hand and say thank you. But what you're saying is it's a different thing. Back in the day, yep. the, the, they, it was real. So you, you, you were act, there was a, comp, a real competition. Is the that comp, what you're telling me? Yeah, the comparison back in the day was to boxing. And people would constantly try to compare wrestling and boxing. Who would win, a wrestler or a boxer? You know, Muhammad Ali going up against Gorilla Monsoon was incredibly interesting. But if you ever see that, and it's on YouTube, Gorilla Monsoon picks up Muhammad Ali and throws him under the ring. They actually fought in real life? Uh, uh, Muhammad Ali got into the ring and tried to get involved in a Gorilla match. And Gorilla, one of my heroes in the business, tossed him out. He also was in the ring with another wrestler. I don't remember who it was right now, but I know there have been boxers versus wrestlers, and of course the boxers don't stand a chance. It's just like professional football players who decide that they might be able to go into professional wrestling. Oh, yeah, take off all of your padding. (laughs) Take take away all those people who are protecting you also. You've got all this padding on, and you still get hurt. Wow, you're going to do well in professional wrestling where you have no padding, you bunch of wimps. You you know, in football— Why don't you get involved in a real sport? You can't. In football, you can't be hit from behind. You can't be hit with a closed fist. You can't be kicked. You can't have your body grabbed and then your head smashed into things. In pro wrestling, that happens in the opening match. <laughs> the most boring match, that happens. I want to tell you How do people too. not die when you're smacking somebody's head into people the turnbuckle? Die. They people do. die. Do you remember when Roddy Piper got out of the business for a little while because yeah. he killed a guy in the ring? Yes. <gasps> Yes. Yeah. One of my heroes too. One of my favorites was Rowdy, just like Annie. One of my favorites was always Rowdy. He was. He was a good guy. He was. I I liked him. Uh, We're not saying that he deliberately (laughs) set out to murder someone in the ring. Oh yeah. But it is an extraordinarily dangerous sport. And to comment on what you said, well, how different is it? I think it's more dangerous right now today. Oh yeah. Than it was back in the olden days. Oh, yeah. But you're telling me today it's fake. How could it be more dangerous? Because the pe- there's too much money. I'm not telling you it's fake. I'm telling you the body slam, it hurts. All of the things you see, they hurt. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it hurts a lot. And having played hockey and having hit the ice a few times, that's... But you're wearing pads. Yes. That's an average day for a wrestler to have his entire body picked up and then dropped not only the weight of his body, but also the momentum as he's going from five, six feet down. Mm. Boom. And one of the scariest things is when he's dropped on the on, on the other wrestler's knee. Oh yes. How do you how do you not break somebody's back by dropping somebody on your knee? When it happened to me, I was wondering if my, for the first time I was wondering if the back was going to hold out. And I, I have had it happen several times. I've done it to other people. That's oh, so scary. And uh, the back bends, and it, it, when you're in condition. It does not break. Here's the thing. Think of martial arts for a moment. You get sand, you get rice, you put your fingers in there, you toughen up your hands. If we were able to take 
Oh, let's say Mark, for example. We could have him stand on his head. We could hold his ankles. We could pick him up a 16th of an inch and drop him. He'd be okay. Every day we'd pick him up a tiny bit fraction of an inch higher. Would it not get to the point after a period of time that we could drop him from a foot off the ground and it's not going to kill him? Does the entire head would be a Does the body not adapt? The body adapts. Chiropractors hate professional wrestlers because they have to work 10 times as hard to try to readjust our bones, which are so. What Rock is talking about is being calcified. You get slammed so many Mm. times, the micro fractures heal up, Mm. and then your skeleton looks like the elephant man because Mm. you're. Every bone in your body is calcified. Well, let's talk about some of the play of wrestling. I want to hear some fun travel stories, some fun road food stories, stories, food yeah, stories. Yeah. Great. Groupie stories. There's got to be. If, if the we money, don't have three more hours for well, rock. But no, but if, it sounds like it's a hard scrabble working class, like hockey yeah, was back in the yeah. 60s. You weren't making a lot of money, right. so there had to be other benefits. Otherwise, people wouldn't be into it. I mean, I'm guessing one of them was the travel and having fans, and the other one is, is girls. If you want them, they are available all the time. It's, it's just part of what goes on. I want to show you, though, a personal experience. And this gives you in, more insight into me. When I first came to Los Angeles, of course, the tapes went in first. So I was all over Los Angeles television. Mm-hmm. When I went for what the year first... What year is this, just for context? We'll make this the late 1970s. Okay. When I first came to the Olympic Auditorium, there are people to to whom we refer lovingly as, well, what's the term? Arena rats. So it's the groupies, and that's how much we appreciate them by saying they're rats, arena rats. (laughs) But I love you, baby. I walk in, and there are three of the arena rats who say, Oh, oh, you're so cute. I looked down my nose. I said, turned my head, looked up away from them, Shook my head like, I'm not even going to speak to this scum. And because they sit front row ringside when they're not up at the dressing room trying to hit up on somebody, they truly, truly hated me. And it's like, there's the beginning. That's catnip for chicks. That's boobs. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's that's where Rock Riddle comes from. Rock Riddle is one of these white hair. You know, dyed blonde. That's blonde boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Blonde hair. Got the suntan. Got the belt. I can't even look him in the eye right now. He wants to kill me. He wants to put the hooks on me so bad right now. I'm sorry, sir. I'd be careful if I were you walking to the car. But but here, here, the Hollywood glamour. That's what you have when you see a rock riddle. He does not have to go down to the level. Now, we call them ring rats because we played so few arenas. That's true. You don't have to go down to the You're level of the ring rat. <laughs> Very sorry, sir. Yeah, do you know about what real professional wrestling is? <laughs> <laughs> you and I should go in the ring. I'd like to give you a wrestling lesson. This would be so much fun. Oh. Rock, I Ooh, am six foot five. <laughs> I weigh 265. I will take my chances with you, sir. Saturday night at the Olympic Auditorium. Them's fighting words. Little stepdaddy and Rock Riddle tangling it up for a trophy of ring rats. It would take a big fat paycheck for you to beat me, sir. I could put you down right here without getting out of this chair. (laughs) I'm not wheeling towards you in my chair. (laughs) 
That's not. A, I'm not. That's gonna, office wrestling, like I office not, football. You can sit in the chairs. I am not gonna. I'm not gonna I'm give you that. Just dial it down, boys. Back you, off. You want something? You take it. I'm ready with the video. Back off. Let's go back to talking about the girls. I want to hear about the girls, the ring rats. They're always available. You see, professional you wrestlers. That. Yes, of course I said it. But I've said other things too that you've ignored. <laughs> oh, oh, what? honey. After what a is while? your website again? It doesn't even matter. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want your listeners even going there. But if they were to go there, where would it be? It would be HollywoodSuccess.com. <laughs> For success in Hollywood is HollywoodSuccess.com. Back to the dames. Back to the dames. Okay, what about them? They're there in the professional wrestling business. All of the cities that you went to, who had the hottest what? girls? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say anything while you were interrupting. <laughs> He, he he wants to get to the hot stuff. He likes the hot stuff. Look, this, I'll tell you right now, I played a lot of small towns, small town girls. Really? Yeah. Well, just like John Cougar Mellencamp says. Yeah. Why so? Because uh, they're so starved for attention and affection? Your celebrity means so much well, thank to you, John. They're nobodies. And they can come in contact with the ultimate male. The man who has this fantastic body, and it's shimmering, and it's in the ring, and he's doing battle. This is what women want. It's like nailing a gladiator. Yes. Yes. But better. And it's someone who is... Another very good-looking bunch gladiators. (laughs) They're all computers. It's someone who is, at least during the major time that I did it, someone who is extraordinarily wealthy, who is world-traveled, who goes anywhere. I never had to pay for anything. I never had to wait at restaurants. I never had to pay a ticket for going 85 miles an hour through a little Mississippi town at 3 o'clock in the morning where it's a 20-mile-per-hour zone and the little hit cops pull me over. When they see who it is, they get an autographed picture. Anybody else would be in jail, for, I promise you, for several days. The, the legend. I was a legend even when I, before I became the big legend that I am now. I, I was known all over the world. And I could, just a word from me or a word from any of the other wrestlers could change people's lives. What would that word be? <laughs> that word would be, it's actually a couple of words. <laughs> Get out of the way, boy, you bother me. <laughs> out of the way, boy, you bother me. There you go. I, I see I set you up so you could do something good. So that John was... says small town girls. Do so you like the girls, small town sure. girls, the, the big city girls? I'm a little different. I don't care. Just breathing. Uh, as long as from they're... my point of view, all women are trouble. Tell me about You're right. it, brother. Only thing worse than women are men. You know? <laughs> oh. See, I don't like men or women. Mm. But if there were two of me, I would, certainly would be gay. <laughs> <laughs> In my office, I, my ex-office manager, a wonderful lady by the name of Frankie Kenderman. Frankie, you got a plug there. Frankie said, Rock, you have all these gorgeous young actresses in there, just beautiful. And they're, I hear them when they go back in your office, they're flirting with you first of all, and they're, they're giggling and stuff. Aren't you ever tempted? I said, Frankie, if they were to take off their clothes, lie down on my desk, it would not be worth my time, worth my while to get up out of my seat. And she said, you, You're serious, aren't you? I said, Yeah, I'm serious. They are always there if needed. What if they brought you lunch, though? Oh, that that just just see. I have my own diet anyway. Let's talk about high that. protein, low carbohydrate. Let's talk about your yeah, diet because your yeah. physique 
You have to We're keep really that not up. We're not going to talk about chicks anymore. We're talking about <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, we need now. to we need to talk about diet. We need to talk about food. We need to talk about travel. Yeah. You know, for the chicks. <laughs> Fine, go ahead. Food Run and with travel. It. Let's Run with it. let's talk about your diet. How do you keep that Way wonderful more physique? We're excited than hearing about him and four girls in the new Madison Square Garden. Yeah, let's talk about your carbs. <laughs> Talk about your protein. Tell me what. Talk about salmon. <laughs> Way more exciting than hearing how you bed three girls over a turnbuckle in Pittsburgh and made them call you daddy. No offense, John. This is, a show. About, this is a show about travel and food. Get it together. Focus. Okay. Rock. Only, only you can keep him in line. <laughs> it's and true. only I can fight the forest fires. Uh, 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 there you go. So, so, Rock, tell me about your diet, actually. I'm very interested in that. Well, I, I won't tell you, but I'll tell her. Oh. Tell me. I'm listening. Because you'd probably try it. You, you, you could probably use it. No! I can't he believe is, he's he going off on me like this. You. He's he going off. Digging you, John. <laughs> uh, if you he know. had a folding chair, it'd be across your skull right oh. now. <laughs> well, the, the reality is I don't need a chair. Oh. Step stool for the step daddy? I You see the hands. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. And the ability, the, the knowledge. You have six fingers on one hand. You know that's because you you need glasses. Let me describe those hands to you. Uh, you listening at home, those are um, I wouldn't say the largest hands I've ever seen because mine are much larger, but they are hooks. Look at those. Look at those claws that he has. Mm. They're calcified. Yes. Um, you know, a wrestler does everything with his grip, mm-hmm. so they're very muscular, they're very strong, mm-hmm. and yet uh, he has not destroyed anything here in the studio with those big old meat hooks oh. of his. Can you crush it, Ice-T kid? <laughs> <laughs> he's struggling. He's, oh, he's making it look amazing. I have never watched a man work against an empty soda can before. And have it that entertaining. Uh, he's doing Couldn't a, put a dent in the can. Nikita Khrushchev. He's banging it <laughs> with a shoe. With his Matt Helm boot. Uh <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Rock. Sorry, Rock. He came at Matt me with Oh, oh, he's gonna he's gonna he, uh, oh, this is new school versus old school here, and he will brain me with his shoe. And that's the uh, the f- what is it? The, the soft part of a baby's head, the platella, <laughs> fatella. We like to call. Oh, well, I like to call it the soccer ball part of your head. That's where you hit the soccer ball. Uh-huh. If you're going to headbutt someone, you use that part of the head. Why is that? Uh, it's the it's the hardest, most solid part of your head. Huh. I, I used to do the the coconut. Head, so not not with your myself. forehead, but on top. Just just over where the forehead is, the five head, just right up. <laughs> I have a big ridge. Yeah, now give me your hand. I, <laughs> give me your hand. Place it right there. Okay. See? Yeah. It's like a Klingon head right oh, there. Yeah, it is. Klingon. Like, like I believe smile. John knows how to Klingons. speak Klingon as well, don't Ooh, you, John? So do I. Kaplach. <laughs> oh Jesus. Klingons have more ridges. Yes. Yes, though I, I've got to jump on most of humanity by having these weird bumps and on my head. And once you go Klingon, you never go back. <laughs> so, John, now you were married. You're married, so you weren't able to dip into the, as you were wrestling and traveling around the country as the stepdaddy. Yes. How would you occupy your time? How did you make the travel fun and enjoyable? Uh, I really looked forward to every meal. <laughs> to get back to what we were talking about food. about the food, yes. Well, I, I want to know where to you found the best places across the U.S. Where would you go back to and say, "Okay, we have to go back there and eat there"? Uh, you know, 
uh, Rock Riddle, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of You're the wrong. Th- <laughs> one of the things you haven't said anything correctly yet. One of the things that uh, commonly happens when you're on the road is if you go to a place that's popular, people there might know you. Mm -hmm. You don't want them bothering you while you're eating. So you tend not to go to places that are popular. You look for a hole in the wall. You maybe find a fan in that town whose judgment you trust, and boy, that's rare, and ask them a good place to go. And if you're a really sleazy wrestler... You'll also get them to pay for your your meal. Oh. Um, How do you do that? It's an honor for them to do that. <laughs> and if you're a well-known, top it. professional wrestling legend, then the owner of the restaurant will be delighted to pay for your meal. Of course, because you're there, you're and, and people are going to say, well, Rock Riddle was here, and what did he eat? He ate this, so people are going to order it. Yes. He had the moves probably... over Miami. That's what he has every hey, time hey, he comes to dinner. Very good. There are Mr. Wonderful Burgers and Rock Riddle Burgers out there. There are. I so you, are. you're talking them. about ch- kids? <laughs> Illegitimate children? <laughs> Is that what you call? No, him? see, now he's so smart. He does not jump into the kiddie pool of the ring rats and let that happen. Ah, but there are a lot of mini wrestlers out there. I would imagine. All right, here's a story for you. Ah, yeah, you pried it from him. We're somewhere in, I believe it was Alabama, staying over, and a bunch of the wrestlers were at this particular hotel so it was inexpensive and it was a great place and i get my own room some of the people may share a room but i'm a loner uh, even though my business is to be out there with people but down deep inside what are you doing (laughs) we were doing the the loner music oh i see the good the bad and the ugly yeah oh i see i'm sure that someone someone out there probably got that (laughs) Other than you two. We don't pander to the audience. We just do stuff to make So, I'm in bed. I hear a knock on the door. I open it. They bring a naked young lady in. Who's they? The other wrestlers. Oh. Put her in my bed. Okay. No so, food? No, they didn't bring any food. And are we you eaten earlier. Are you, uh, are you the Watch this. Engineer? He's not going to let me finish no, the story. No, I'm just curious. They bring her into your room. The backstory, are you the engine or the caboose of this particular evening, if you know what I mean? Oh, that's very, very, that's an interesting question. And it becomes not as important when you hear the rest of the story. (laughs) So put that on hold. The only question is, whose ass is he going to kick first, mine or yours? Let him finish. He's fighting his way out. Let him finish. I want to hear the story. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I dressed, went to the office of the hotel got another room was she conscious uh yeah she was an attractive lady decent looking young naked in your hotel so you did not partake of Um, any of the no and therefore and therefore i was one of the few who didn't need to get some sort of a blue ointment or something later (laughs) so you would have been the caboose (laughs) To well, answer my you know, the sad uh, Maybe thing. A, a car in the middle oh. of the train. <laughs> like the flatbed that carries but the see, cars. The here, smoker. Here's, but here's the reality. The you, you, Even if I were the first or, or if I were in the uh, middle. Coal car, let's there, say. There's no one who, I would be the very last. You wreck them. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is another reason that I will not 
partake is because unless I felt like, oh my gosh, this is someone who will be the love of my life. Oops, I can't do that because I already am the love of my life. Therefore, <laughs> to engage in some little... Uh, Tawdry. St- yeah, thank you. Little tacky. S- some, yes. Some, disgusting. Uh, some little affair. Okay, that's fine. Then if I were to do that, that would be so unfair because that woman would never, ever be... A, be happy with an ordinary man again. Right. Plus, you're cheating on yourself. Life. You're cheating on yourself. If you love yourself that much, sleeping with a beautiful naked woman in your bed, it's hurting you. Well, we could both be there, maybe, but you're corrupting me. You're corrupting okay, me. Okay, wait. So you, you see never, the calls that are coming in from women here. You never Just dump indulged. Them all. <laughs> He's no. really thinking. I should tell you if you're listening to this. He is really, thinking really face, thinking huh? about yeah. whether or not he ever. Dipped into the mutt mat pool. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, mat uh, mutt. Uh, that uh, came uh, out wrong. Uh, never, never any arena rats. Never, 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 never. And uh, same as with me in the entertainment industry. Never, never any actresses. Never, oh, yeah, actresses ever. are trouble. <laughs> no, they really. are. They are crazy trouble. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to. You do not want to go out with actresses. The the you thing. You have an issue with that. Yeah, because they're all self. There can only be one they selfish asshole in the relationship, and it's me. Well, that's true. <laughs> Double thumbs pointing right back at Mark DiCarlo. How many actresses does it take to change a light bulb? How many? I don't know. One. The actress holds the light bulb, and the world revolves around her. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one, baby. <laughs> yeah, it also goes for actors and voiceover people. Uh, hey, hey, oh. hey. What? He's taking no, that voiceover what? people completely different area. <laughs> they are more palatable than actresses. And it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be all about this, you know, and all about the face, all about the body. It's all about your voice and what you can do with it. For of course, she's you should really know. Beautiful. You have a fantastic it's kind of voice. Easy so, Yanni, to say that. Oh my God, well, he's speechless. You, I didn't think it was possible. No, I was just waiting. You see, I don't like to interrupt other people. <laughs> that was a dig Although to I, I guess I am learning how to do that during this. You have to, otherwise you will class. not get awarded it twice. That's true. Um, so we were talking about food and travel. So you, you, you didn't do any dipping into the, the, what did you call it, John? The uh, pool of the mat mutts. Right. So how would you entertain yourself? How did you make, because to me it sounds like a very, outside of the ring... It sounds like a very uh, brutal lifestyle. We talk to musicians and comedians all the time, and they have a great time when they're doing their gig, but then you've got 22 other hours in the day where you're traveling and slogging around. How do you make that fun and entertaining, especially when that's your lifestyle? And it's harder with professional wrestlers because the guys are really big and maybe not... They stand out. Uh, you know, very few of us were on the level that Rock was on where we could afford to not share a car. So we'd it'd be four guys crammed into some economy rental, at, shoulder to shoulder. You just can't wait to stop. You can't wait to get something to eat or maybe to go sightseeing. You know, you're looking for that break. Right. Living on the road, quite honestly, is a, a lonely experience. And sometimes you just sit there and wonder... If, if there's anything else. But there is something else because the next night you're wrestling in another place. Is it that different night to night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. It now people. Well, now people are living on airplanes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. 
because that's true. They're on going that to be level here, here tonight and they're going to be in Germany tomorrow and then they're going to be in Italy and then they're going to be in Australia and then it's like yeah but uh, uh, the indie place. wrestler the the guy who's working on the weekend mom and pop wrestler if you will. I'm sorry I thought you were talking about real professional wrestlers <laughs> I love the phrase "real professional wrestlers." So, oh. There's going to be a fight uh, here. Talking about the little Johnny come lately. I've seen Rock. I'm telling you, he make look like a big pussycat. I've seen him blow a stack. You do not want to be near him. He almost took Jillian Barbary's head off one day, and she's a pretty strong five foot two girl. He is. He almost destroyed her. She is a wild cat. Good for her. But but the thing, whenever somebody fights back, that's what I always say. Good for him. Good for her. Um, you're not going to win. Do whatever you want, but good for you. I, you know, uh, on the highest level, yes, you are living on airplanes. On the lowest level, you leave your job early on Friday. You have a regular job. That's the life of an indie wrestler. Rock Riddle, I should tell you, has his face in his hands. He's yeah. shaking his head in shame that I would even say that. It- it's I so, think it's, but I think it's, it's. I think it's. There's valor to that. That you're, 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 you're so committed to the sport that you're willing to do it that way. It it's sounds a very working class sport. Yes. It's a very working class sport, and you don't, you don't get to have the diamonds on your wrist like Rock Riddle. You, you are working hard just to maintain your spot in wrestling because you like it. You're not because getting rich. You like it. Because because this is this is how you define yourself now. This is what you enjoy about yourself. Your ability to entertain a wrestling audience by beating the hell out of another man in a ring. Those people who enjoy doing that, I have nothing but admiration for them. And I also look at them and say, is this all you want out of this business? That's are as you high satisfied? as most of us are ever going to get, man. One of the reasons is because this is as high as people think they can get. Hmm. I won't argue with you. That's true. What else is there? There's, what else do you think is out there for them? There's WWE. There's TNA. There are major... Uh, TNA? Yes. Total, TNA Total is... nonstop action. It's the oh, second largest a, professional wrestling organization in the world. And they are such a far second from WWE. You've never heard of them. Uh, they're, they're oh, I thought very, it was something else. Uh, and the it second is, definition. It is T and A. And that's a lot more interesting than TNA. Uh, I am a disgruntled fan of TNA. I do not enjoy that company. But yeah, they're down in the down the south still. Right. There's Ring of Honor. Ring that's, of Honor. That's okay. That sounds and great. Alpha Omega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Why you gotta okay. be like that, Rock? Alpha Omega is a great little company out. And we serve the Palm Springs area. Families come out. It's a great family show. I love that show. Lots of fun wrestlers. Tell them why you would never have Rock Riddle there. Uh, we couldn't afford him. Thank you. A. And B, uh, Rock would have to wrestle on our show, and you would not want to wrestle. And why is that? Because you would have to go up, going back to food, you would have to go up against a ham and egger. On our show, you don't come in as a main event. You work your way up to the main event. And what is a ham and egger for the uninitiated? A great, successful wrestler can afford steak. But a guy who loses and gets the smaller paycheck, he can only afford ham and eggs. And because we all eat protein, we try to maintain our muscle mass as best we can, you do want that protein, so you will eat the ham and eggs. I just want to go feed them now. (laughs) There are so many stories 
uh, uh, Luthez's book was incredible, where he would talk about they couldn't afford to eat. And there are these big old guys, and they'd be traveling across the country, and they would go to farms and sneak onto the farms and steal whatever they could in order to eat. Most of the major stars started like that, but they didn't stay there. That was my point. So many people are content to stay there and have their regular job and then wrestle a little bit at night once or twice a month and three times a month, that kind of thing. My first wrestling match, my first match ever was main event, and I got $5 for it. Right. $5 for a main. $5 for a main event. Wow. Uh, that was in Tampa. and In I, the late 60s at this point? N- no. I wasn't even born then. July 12, 1973 <laughs> is when this magnificent body came to your pitiful planet. 1973. That's right. That's, That's when, when I was born. was born. Fantastic. I thought maybe you and I were about the same age. I actually yeah. thought you were younger. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be 41 years old this year. That's a, that's pretty amazing. Most people then, don't then believe I'm actually that. older than you. Ah, then whoa, I, I, whoa, I have, what? I I have considered even fudging my my age a little bit since people say, "Oh, you can't be that old. How can you possibly do all that stuff in the ring?" <laughs> all right. So yes, you pay your dues. You starve. Here's the thing. A true, true professional wrestler, just like a true actor, people who have the passion, they would do this for free. They would pay for the opportunity to do it. True. And what separates those people from the true professionals is the professionals want more, and they go after it, and if they want it badly enough, they will have it. Yeah, for them it's more of a career, not a hobby. Yeah, yeah, but it can't start as a hobby and work its way up. You can try, but honestly, uh, I I am so cynical about it now that we're looking at things like uh, if you're if you enter the business and you're ready to go and you are potentially going to be a champion, how old are you? Nowadays, if you're over thirty, no one's going to look at you. No one cares. No one wants to see so a great forty-year-old. You have to rise quickly. Old. All right. What's you the have average to rise age? Young. What's the average age of the people who are working with WWE? Uh, um, thirty-two, thirty-three. Yeah, probably forty. Well, now, but a lot of those guys are friends of the guys who run the company. What's wrong with that? Okay. What's wrong with nepotism? But that's not achievement. That's nepotism. No, it is. It is achievement because nepotism can be achievement. You see, nepotism doesn't mean just relatives. It also means friends. If I want to work with you, you become my friend. You hire me because as a friend, you know how good I am, and you want to do a favor for yourself and for the fans and what have you. Well, so gonna, we take that uh, opportunity. If we're going to talk about that, though, then we've got to talk about But if it's not a complete things. meritocracy, then uh, you're, you're screwing somebody else to give a, a slot to a friend. Does anyone remember World Championship Wrestling, Ted yes. Turner's old company? Mm-hmm. That had nepotism. And that was bad nepotism because there's no way the nasty boys belonged at the top. There's no way the big bad booty daddy. There's no way that you know Kevin Nash belonged at the top. These guys were all in there because they were buddies of Hulk Hogan's. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree totally with with that statement because when we're talking about Terry, um, yeah, he takes some people with him, and there are some people who have. Uh, have done some harm in the professional wrestling business also. We, have, we can take a look at people's assets and their liabilities. 
And I, I like to take a look at what people have contributed and, and give people the benefit of the doubt. At the same time, I say, yeah, you have some good points there. I mean, nepotism uh, in this business bring, does bring the age up. Uh, at the Royal Rumble this year, one of the surprise entrants was Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is knocking on 50. Still wow. athletic, looks great. Very handsome guy anyway. How old is Taker? Um, yeah, Taker's knocking on 50 by now, isn't he? It how, seems like a rough no, lifestyle no, to be. How old is Hogan? Uh, Hogan? Hogan's probably chronologically in his 50s, but his body's probably like a seven-year-old body. And he's older, isn't he? His yeah, he has of, to be older. His yeah. date of birth is a considerably different from the one that you'll find all over the internet. Yeah, and, I figured um, that. Once we finish, I will, with this, I will not say it publicly because that's not my position right. to do that, and right. I don't think it's fair. Very respectful. But uh, you have to be respectful. Yeah. I'm respectful of yeah. people, anyone who will step into the ring who knows what they're doing um, and, and deserves to be there, then I'm respectful of them. Well, you certainly both deserve to be in the ring. It was been, it's been a, a delight and a pleasure to have you both on the show today. I had no idea that wrestling was such a hard scrabble. Life and and the the travel and the rink rats the arena rats <laughs> ring rats ring rats is or different Matt than ring Mutz. worm <laughs> Matt Mutz right so my, my one of my favorite lines of all yes. is I'm so glad I'm not a ring rat said the ring rat <laughs> from underneath the pillows <laughs> <laughs> from Rock Riddle's bed while he was getting another room <laughs> win if you can lose if you must but always cheat. <laughs> And I think that's a perfect place to, to end, end this <laughs> episode. We want to thank our guests, John, the stepdaddy Weber, and of course, the original Mr. Wonderful of professional wrestling, Rock Riddle, direct from his palatial estate high in the hills of Hollywood, California. Yes, the diamond ring and Cadillac man, the man who possesses the body that men fear and women love, the true American dream, take that dusty roads, the heavenly body, the Rolls Royce of wrestling, Rock Riddle. Oh my God. And the traveling diva Yenny Alvarez. <laughs> Yenny Alvarez. Yenny Alvarez. Yay! I can't. I can't beat that. I can't, I can't oh, follow God. that. This has been our wrestling show. If you missed any of our old shows, you can catch up on us at uh, show.com. I'm Mark DeCarlo on Twitter. She's at traveling diva on Twitter. So we'll uh, see you back here at the same place next time, same bad channel, same bad station. Thanks to our guests. So until next week, I'm Mark DeCarlo and Yenny Alvarez. We'll see you at a fork. On, on the, the road. road. Or Saturday night in the Olympia. <laughs> <laughs>